0: Word of God this morning. Last Sunday, I taught a message in this service that I titled, The Anointing Within. The Anointing Within where we're speaking to the capacity of the Holy Spirit to turbocharge a believer as we move into a new season. And we we, we have emphasized the fact that one of the things you don't want to do as we step into 2018 is to step in ordinary. That's why we've taken our time to wait on the Lord like I said, uh, the last uh, uh, 10 days of praying and fasting. You don't want to step into 2018 ordinary. You want to be able to engage the power of the Holy Spirit that distinguishes a man from the—I mean—a a man that is connected to God from an ordinary man. Glory be to Jesus. I said, Glory be to Jesus. Sound? Can I ask that you do something to the humming from my monitors? Sound? Humming from my monitors. Please, can you do something about it? My monitors are humming. And um, all right. Praise God. I'll preach anyhow. I said, praise God. Yeah, so I was saying that you you can't afford to get into 2018 just ordinary. You know, ordinary. You need to get in envisaging that God wants to put his power upon you. Thank you. God wants to put his power upon you and he wants to express himself through you. He wants to put his power upon you. He wants to express himself through you. There are two dimensions to Christ Jesus. Two dimensions. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, when you read from verse 22, 23, and 24, it says, for the Jews request a sign, the Greek seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks. Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. One of the downsides to Pentecostal Christianity, as it has been practiced in major parts of Africa and other parts of the world, is that there has been a strong emphasis on the power of God beyond the wisdom of God. And the Bible says that Christ has been made to us both the power of God and the wisdom of God. You can also be a kind of person who appreciates the wisdom part of Christ more than the power part of Christ. So, you want everything to make sense. Yeah. You want everything to make sense. That's why the Bible says, uh, to the Jews who seek signs, it's a stumbling block. To the Greek who are very astute, it's foolishness when we declare Christ. It's foolishness because they want everything to make sense if you are very intellectual, very astute, you want everything to make sense, then the power of God will make sense to you. Yeah. But Christ wants to be able to cut across, cross, both to the Jews, people who seek signs, generally, let's assume we call them Jews, because in the Bible days, Jews are the ones seeking signs, because they had prophecies. And they were seeking for signs of the fulfillment of the prophecies. All the prophets prophesied to the Jews, not to the world. Yeah. Isaiah prophesied to the Jews. Jeremiah prophesied to the Jews. Yeah. All the prophets prophesied to the Jews. So the Jews have been known to be looking for fulfillment of prophecy. So they understand the power side of God more. And, you know, the, 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 the legacy that their descendants, I mean their progenitors left for them tend to focus more on the power, because they told them about the parting of Red Sea. They told them about the plagues in Egypt. They knew Jehovah as a power God. So they're always looking for signs. And the Greeks, you know, that they, they, they were the center of knowledge and civilization. All the uh, uh, Pythagoras, theorem and all those, those people were Greeks. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, they, 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 The foundation of Mathematics and physics and all that, a lot of them are Greeks. They, 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 they are very astute in knowledge. So they want everything to make sense. Yeah, they want everything. To, and today, we're still, we're still generally divided between those two kinds of people. But the Bible says here, in First Corinthians 1 and 24, that Christ wants to put the two together. To be able to engage the wisdom of God and be astute. And have capacity to unravel complex things by the Holy Ghost. The same spirit. At the same time, to be able to see the power of God in manifestation. By the same spirit. Yeah. By the same spirit. Some people say, eh, that means before you can follow God, you have to suspend your mind. If you have to. Yeah. It, don't, it won't say that you suspend your mind all the time. God wants to use your mind. But he doesn't want your mind to stand between you and his power. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so you get to some point. I mean, you can imagine a man that Jesus healed in the Bible and he, he made mud and put on his face and said, Go and wash in the pool. If it's by mind, the man will say, uh-uh, What kind of rubbish is this? If you want to hear me, hear me. Which one is uh, uh, put mud and say, Go and wash? Yeah, go and wash. The man washed and he could see. That one would never make sense. To engage God's power that way, uh, you need to to take mind off and focus on who is speaking to you. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying this morning, yeah? But that's another time where God wants you to engage your mind fully. Jesus manifested wisdom in a way that mesmerized the people, yeah. They came to meet Jesus, for instance, they said, uh, they said we should pay taxes to Caesar. What do you have to say about it? (laughs) They wanted to put them into trouble. If he said we should not pay tax, then the Roman government will come and carry him. If he said, you know, so what Jesus did was very simple. He said, can you show me the money with which you're going to pay tax? Whose picture is on it? He said, Caesar. He said, give unto Caesar. What belongs to Caesar? Unto God. What belongs to God? They looked at him like this. That's why they asked, where did you get this wisdom from? A woman was caught in adultery. And according to the law, the woman was supposed to be stoned to death. Yeah. It was caught in the very act. They are wicked people, they allow the men, the man to leave. They now cut the woman. Uh, were they not two people committing adultery? Yeah. Always trying to put women into trouble. Yeah. So it's not new from the days of Jesus. Yeah. Always trying to put women into trouble. Praise God. Jesus looked at that situation. Very dicey situation. The wisdom of God kicked in. And it was very simple. If you have never committed a sin, pick the first stone. Yeah. Because you know something tells told the people that if you throw it, it will come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> As you are uh, You know, so since they knew that they all c committed sin. Bible says gradually each and every one of them they dropped the stones. And they just—that was wisdom. Yeah, he didn't have to argue. He didn't have to say anything. As we go into 2018, you will enjoy wisdom Amen. to unravel complex matters. You will resolve issues in government, Amen. issues in corporations, Amen. issues in families. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So we need to understand that God wants to turbocharge us. And that's what happens when you're filled with the Spirit. Last week, we are talking about the anointing within. And you, you, you see something according to the, uh, the prophecy of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 11. He's describing the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of knowledge, the Spirit of might, of counsel, and of the fear of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2 there. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the Spirit of wisdom, of understanding. The spirit of counsel, of might, the spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. I remember wrap, wrapping that up last week by saying that the more you know God, the more you fear God. When the Bible talks about the fear of God, it wasn't talking about fear like you fear a robber. No. God doesn't want to take from you. Yeah. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it in abundance. Yeah. But you know, you know the kind of reference that you have for your father after he paid your school fees in dollars? Yeah, and you just, ah, daddy. You know. where I came from, you will lay flat. Yeah, when they say your daddy is calling you, you quickly. Yeah, because you all know him. The fear that we're talking about is unknown, not not fear as of a terror. No, not when somebody has put gun. You know the way some people like to practice their own Christianity. God just put gun here. Yeah, just follow. That's the way some people think Christianity. No, no. We honor God, we love him for who he is, for what he has done, for how, like we say in this part of the world, how he has been representing. Yeah. That it doesn't fall out of our hand anyhow. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. That's that's how that's how we fear him. That's what God wants to do. And it comes by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So understanding comes by the Holy Spirit. That's how the anointing within works. But I want to speak today to the anointing upon. You know, we started this discussion last week from Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, it said they were all together in one place, in one accord. Yeah. And in verse 2 there, it said, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house, the whole house where they were. That talks about the corporate anointing. I explained it last week. I'm just going over it again because I need to emphasize this. Some people don't value corporate anointing. That's why, you know, you you struggle to come into the company of believers. Anything that wants to stop you from coming into the company of other believers from time to time, please stop it. Yeah, fight against it. Yeah, this is a family gathering. We are not coming for social exercise. No. We encounter a corporate presence that we cannot engineer in our living room. Yeah. The Bible says the, the anointing, that corporate anointing filled where they were. And in, in, in verse 3, it said, And there appeared upon every one of them clothing tongues as of fire, which sat upon them. That's the anointing upon. And then in verse 4, it said, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So you see three dimensions of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit there. The corporate presence, the place was filled with God's presence. Then the anointing sat upon each and every one of them. And then thirdly, it said they were all filled individually by the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So it's important for us to understand that God always wants to capacitate his people. Yeah. Not for show, but for kingdom purpose. Kingdom of God is not in words. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. It is the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul was always trying in his writings to make you know the churches understand that God wants us to crave for his power. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, when you read from verse 3, 4, and 5, he says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah, in the power of God. When you read motivational books, your faith is resting on the wisdom of men. It's okay. There's a level that wisdom of men can carry us. There's another level that is wisdom beyond the scope of men. And then you kick into the power of God. And Paul said, I know I'm a good writer. You know, know that was what Paul was saying. But don't, don't let your face rest upon this good writing or this good speech. Watch out for the manifestation of his power in your life. And that's where your faith should be. Every believer should have a testimony. What does a testimony mean? To testify that I have a counter power. Yeah. Because the kingdom of God is not in words. 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. Then. It's in power. Power power. This is how we're different. Yeah. And as you go into 2018, I want you to be aware that God wants to capacitate you. I can keep saying that if that's all you hear, you know, today in this service, keep it. It's enough. God wants to capacitate you as you go into 2018. He doesn't want you to go in ordinary. Ordinary. Let me use a story in the Bible just to explain what I'm talking about as we discuss the anointing upon today. First Samuel chapter 9, when you read from verse 1, a beautiful story about a young man in the Bible by the name of Saul, who was at that time working for his father, Yeah, Saul, the son of Kish, the first king in Israel. But at this time, Israel was agitating for a king, and Samuel the prophet was positioning for God's direction, and Saul was working in his father's business, and I think he was um, maybe a shepherd or something, you know. Uh, they took inventory and realized that some of their donkeys were missing. And Saul was um, a bit, you know, agitated. And he decided to go around to look for it. Yeah. So he was looking around with his father's servant. They went from the land of Shalim to the land of Shalisha. You can read that in First Samuel uh, um, chapter 9. They went from Ushodi to Egbeda. And then from there they headed towards Bega. If you live in Lagos, you understand all those places I'm talking about. Yeah. So it was like that. That was kind of description. They were just going from pillar to post looking for this thing that was missing. I don't know what has been missing in your life. As you encounter the anointing of God this season, everything will come into place. I said everything will come into place. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So as they were moving around, just looking for stuff, at a point, some kind of, you know, understanding came upon Saul and he asked the father's uh, servant, is that not the man of God in this city? two with whom we can contact the power of God and gain direction so that we don't just keep moving like headless chicken. Yeah. He said, is there not a man in this city? And the, the, the young man said, oh, yeah, yeah, let's ask. And they said, oh, there's a seer in this city. Yeah. He usually will go to the mountain of the Lord. So if you follow this direction, you see him. And after a while, they said, that's him going. Yeah. Talking about Samuel, the prophet of God. And if you know about Samuel, Samuel was a son of Anna, who was a woman who trusted God, yeah, after many years of barrenness. And then God, he said, God, if you give me this child, I'll take him back to the temple. And then took him back to the temple. And Samuel, you know, became a trained prophet, following God with his heart. And very astute one, for that matter. If you read the Old Testament, you understand. Samuel was not a, a mere prophet. Yeah. By the time Samuel met this guy, he remembered This was the guy God told me about yesterday, about this time, that was going to be the, the king of Israel. Fast forward, 1 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 1. Can you give me 1 Samuel chapter 10 of verse 1, quickly please. Samuel anointed Saul, and that was the beginning of divine capacitation for Saul. And it shows us how the anointing upon works. Then Samuel took a flax of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? He said, When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by the richest tomb in the territory of Benjamin at zelzah They will say to you, The donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased from caring about donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, what shall I do about my son? So the first thing that Samuel said was the problem. So when the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon your life, it doesn't only affect the state of your being in ministering peace to you, restoring your physical body, restoring your strength and energy. It goes into the situation that is bringing agitation and deals with it. That's what it does. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Verse 3. Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the uh, trebling tree of Tabor. There, uh, there are three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats. Another carrying three loaves of bread. And another carrying a skin of wine. Verse 4 says, and they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread which you shall receive from their hand. As you go into 2018 and you receive divine capacitation, whatever you need for fulfillment of destiny, men will cross, you know, your path and submit it to you. They will submit their craft, their skill, their understanding, their resources to help you to get to where you are going. That's the effect of divine capacitation. When the anointing comes upon you, whatever you need for fulfillment of destiny, wherever they may exist in any part of the world, they will locate you and deliver it to you. Verse 5, after you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistines' garrison is, and it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a string instrument, a tambourine, a flute, Ahab, before them, and you shall be prophesying. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, and they shall be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. When the anointing comes upon you, it gives divine capacitation. Everything that has been wiring into your destiny that has been latent. You know, we talk about idle capacity. What the anointing does is that it triggers idle capacity. Yeah. Things that are part of your life that you have not even discovered, you just see them starting to manifest. You see a passion waking up. You will see, you know, an understanding waking up. You will see a a positive craving waking up. Yeah. To do something that you haven't done before. Somebody sit with me today. Something that you haven't done before. That's what happens here. That's part of the effect of the capacitation of the Holy Spirit. But seven dead, and the last one, it says, let it be when these signs come to you that you do as occasion demands for God is with you. Yeah. In 2018, you will do as occasions demand. Amen. You will know, and everyone around you will know that God is with you. Amen. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So from first chapter uh, 10 that we read here, you understand that the anointing changes your identity. Yeah. Changes your identity. When Saul started to prophesy, a different dimension on him started to show up. People ask the question, Was Saul, is Saul also one of the prophets? I pray as we get into the new year, as a different side of you start to unfold by the Holy Spirit, they will ask, is, 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 is so and so person also a technocrat? Yeah. Is, is this person also a government official? Yeah. They will ask, ah, is... Are you sure this guy is also born again? Yeah, because you now start to manifest your sonship in Christ Jesus. People will, will, will see that there's something different about you. Something different about you. One, one guy recently was talking about how he knew his friend was born again, that he was visiting his friend. And his friend, you know, said his friend that they used to do stupid things together. All of a sudden he said, Ah, God has been speaking to me when I've been writing it down. And then he brought his his journal and was showing him. God said this to me. And he said he was looking at him. "Ah, God speaking to you. How? He said, how? And that was how his friend said, okay, will you follow me to church on Sunday? Because God can speak to you too. And that's how he gave his life to Christ. Yeah, he's one of our leaders here today. (laughs) That's how he gave his life to Christ. He gave his life to Christ and then his friend said, I needed to meet my pastor. And after one service, his friend brought him to meet me. <laughs> you know, and I met him for the first time. We've been friends since that time. Yeah. That's how it happens. Because you just, people just notice certain dif- difference in your life. Something that is different. By the help of the Holy Spirit. But you see, the problem today is that we are not desiring the presence of the Holy Spirit. We are not desiring the infilling of the Holy Spirit as we should. I told them in the last service, it's not possible for you to be under two influences at the same time. So, if you get your kick by smoking something or by drinking something, you have to choose whether you want the Holy Spirit to be the one capacitating you and giving you inspiration or grass. That's the truth. That's the truth. You know me, I, I don't, yeah, we say it the way it is. Yeah, that's the truth. It's a choice that you have to make. Whether it's you still want to maintain your brandy or the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, do not be drunk with wine when there's dissipation. It said, but be filled. One translation says, be, f- be filled with the Holy Ghost. Or be continually filled with the Holy Ghost. God knows that we're going to go through frustrations in life. And for some of us, we are akin to resolving our frustrations with something intoxicating. And it says the Holy Ghost can also intoxicate, intoxicate, and help you to go through a frustrating experience, but yet standing. I stand to challenge anyone here. You, 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 you can't prove to me that you have been, you have ever been higher than me before, yeah? Because when, when I finish you know, after praying the Holy Ghost for like one hour, two hours, I'm higher than you. Yeah. I'm telling you this, way. I can be very high. You see, you, you <laughs> I've done some things in my life before, except you are high, you can't even try them. Yeah. If, after all the drunkenness, if you need a billionaire loan, you can't walk up to a bank MD and ask for it, then your drunkenness is useless. Yeah. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it's useless. But when we worship, when we dwell in his presence, when we get intoxicated, we show up anywhere and demand what belongs to us. Yeah. That's how it should work. Not just wasting time and, you know, wasting destiny and just, you know, keep shacking up. Make a choice. You can't be under two influences at the same time. One will lead you in the right direction, the other one will lead you in, in the direction you know, in the wrong direction. Yeah, There's a, an influence you can be in. That when you see a woman, the only thing you are thinking about is sex, how to get them to bed. It's an influence. There's another influence you can be under. That when you see a woman, you see them as daughters of Zion. Wonderfully made by God to fulfill their destiny. And you want to see how you can help them to feel their destiny. And you see what I'm talking about now? There's no way you can shack up and see a babe and be saying, Uh, you need promotion, you know, you need to take this training. Have you been praying? Even the lady will be wondering. (laughs) But there's another influence you can come under that when you meet a man or a woman, all you are thinking about is how to be a blessing to them, how their life is going to appreciate, how things are going to get better in their life. That's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to come under that kind of influence wants you to come under that kind of influence. Because God wants to use you. There's only one question in the mouth of God all the time. Who shall go for us? Who shall we send? God wants to send you to your industry. Send you in your office. Send you, you know, in the marketplace. Send you in that hospital where you work. That cannot happen if you are only high on alcohol or weed. And I hear Nigerian grass is very off the hook. Never tried it before. So don't get me wrong. I said I heard. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Yeah. So we need to be careful. These are dangerous times where there will be many frustrating things. And some of us may be pushed to want to go back to our former way of life. Yeah. But that's when you should fall back on the Holy Spirit. You need to see the problem with many believers is that we soon forget our craving for the Holy Spirit like it used to be when we first met Jesus. Yeah. We push it aside so you can live a whole week without even thinking about the Holy Spirit. You can't be capacitated that way. There cannot be a turbo charging that way. As like you say we may today. So the anointing expresses itself and validates your spiritual authority. You receive boldness to stand in your authority. When you're supposed to rebuke the devil, you rebuke the devil. A situation that you're supposed to reject, you don't accept it when you are under the anointing. So you can command your inheritances in Christ into fruition under the anointing. That's what happens. And the anointing equips you to fulfill your ministry. And that's why I'm going to stop today. The anointing, when it comes upon you, you start to, especially the anointing upon. You see, I said that there are three dimensions of the anointing. And last Sunday, if you're not here, get the message I preach about the anointing within. That's the one we live with. That's the one that changes us from within. It's for us. In the new year, we're going to talk more about that. The, the, the fruits of the Spirit being different from the gifts of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is what comes upon you. The fruit of the Spirit is what you grow. First John chapter 2, and verse 20. And you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. That's the anointing within. That pumps wisdom into you the anointing of is what you use to resolve problems for other people let's read this last passage, First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 4 uh, down to 11 it said there are diversities of gift but the same spirit there are differences of ministry but the same Lord and there are diversities of activity but it's the same God who works all in all, look at this but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one For the profit of how many? For the profit of how many? The manifestation of the spirit is given to each one For the profit of all So the anointing upon me Is for the profit of all The anointing upon you is for the profit of all The anointing within you is to live Your Christian life Are you still with me today? Yeah. It's to live your Christian life That's the one you have the responsibility to cultivate The anointing upon is a free gift Yeah Sometimes you don't have to do anything. In the Bible, a donkey prophesied. Yeah, to balance. Because that's that's the anointing that just comes upon, can come upon anything. Yeah. You just need to be at the right place at the right time. And, and keep yourself where God can use you. Then the anointing comes upon you. Look, look, so look at that. He it said it's for the benefit of all. It said, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gift of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the sounding of spirit. To another, different kind of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit, capital letter S, Holy Ghost. One and the same spirit works all these things Distributing to each one individually as who wills, as who wills, as he wills, because it's a gift, It distributes to each one individually as he wills. Yeah, as he wills, he's a giver, he's a giver, he's a giver, he's the one that capacitates us and put the anointing upon us to be able to be a blessing. So, as a round off today, I want you to know that you need to take responsibility for the anointing. To use it. So to go into 2018 looking for somebody to be a blessing to. Because God wants to use you. God wants to use you. You need the power, the supernatural enabling of the Holy Spirit to do dangerous things in righteousness in 2018. Yeah, somebody here, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Yeah. They will recover because it's the Holy Ghost using you. Yeah. You will step into a business premise and they will tell you about a problem and you give a solution, you know, without opening a book. We just give a solution. That's what I'm talking about. You're just solving problems for people. So, what you need to do is want to earnestly desire it. First Corinthians 12 and 31. Bible says you should earnestly desire the, 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 the greater gift or the best gift. Earnestly desire it. Ask in faith. James 1 and verse 6. Is there any lack of wisdom? Say, so let him ask. You know, ask in faith. Ask in faith. Ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. Then walk in love. You cannot release the anointing upon to be a blessing to people that you don't have emotional connection with. Yeah. So if somebody is going through stuff, don't just walk past. Ask questions. Yeah. That's how the anointing upon your life will work. Matthew 14 and verse 14. The Bible says, "And Jesus had compassion on them and healed all the sick. It's compassion that draws the anointing upon to touch somebody. When Joseph was in prison, he saw the butler and baker. They were sad. He walked up to them. Why are you sad this morning? When he proved further because he was concerned for them, they said, We had a bad dream. It triggered the gift of interpretation of dream that he carries. If he walked past, that gift will not manifest. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So we need to walk in love and stay in emotional connection with people. Spend time in worship. Worship provokes the move of the Spirit. Yeah. provokes the move of the Spirit. In Act 13, when you read, I think from verse 1 or so, it said uh, uh, certain prophets in Antioch and they gather together and as they minister to the Lord and, and, and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, as you worship, you see a pro- provocation of the gift of the Spirit and manifestation. You know, so stay, uh, spend time in worship. I also want to say that grace and the gifts of the Spirit can be impacted by the one who already carries it prove that, uh, uh, you know, uh, from 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, Paul was writing to Timothy and he made this emphatic statement. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Yeah. Through the laying on of my hands. So when we lay on some people we impart grace and the blessings of the Holy Spirit comes upon them. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. In 2018, you will lay hands. As you lay hands, it shall not be empty hands. Somebody will receive grace. Somebody will receive something that will move their life forward. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus, last day this morning, is your responsibility to find it to flame. Find it to flame. Find it to flame. Set the grace of God on your life on fire. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 as each one has received a gift, say minister it don't keep it as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God said if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God, if anyone minister let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever so use your gift, use your gift, use your gift. Ask questions. Tell people, what can I do for you? Can I pray for you? Can I explain the scripture to you? Can I do this for you? Can we pray together in agreement? Maybe God will tell us something. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, if you have seen, you know, yourself dream and things come to pass, the next time you dream, don't keep it to yourself. Pray about it. If you need to tell somebody about it, tell somebody about it. If you saw your friend in a dream, yeah. Pray about it gain understanding, if you are led to discuss it with them, go ahead and discuss it to be a blessing because the gift is not for you I don't know if you understand what I'm saying Yeah, everyone should profit from the blessing of God spiritual blessings upon you, will you lift your hand to Jesus today and will you tell him fill me afresh with your spirit fill me afresh with your spirit I want to run over like we sang at the beginning of the service, fill me afresh with your spirit I want to run over Fill me afresh with your spirit. Fill me afresh with your spirit. Father, feel me afresh with your spirit. Fill me afresh with your spirit. Fill me afresh with your spirit. Fill me afresh with your spirit. Feel me with your spirit. Somebody ask today, Lord, use me 2018. Pour out an anointing upon my life and use me. Pour out an anointing upon my life and use me. And use me. And use me. Use me. Use me for your glory. Use me for your glory. Pour out an anointing upon my life. And use me. And use me. Lift your two hands to him today. Let him hear your desire. Lord, I want to walk in your power. I want to walk in your grace. I don't want to be ordinary anything that stands against the manifestation of your power in my life I receive grace to overcome them I receive grace to overcome them I want to be a new person like Saul Samuel said as you turn away from me today you will become another man another man another man let a different side of me start to manifest let every calling and every grace upon my life start to find expression as I receive a capacitation by the Holy Spirit Let the wisdom side of me start to manifest. Let the power side of me start to manifest. Let it find expression in my enterprise. Let it find expression in my family. Wisdom to resolve my marital issues. Wisdom for parenting. Wisdom. Wisdom by the Holy Spirit to run a business. And make mega profit. Wisdom not to be a waster as we go into the new year, wisdom and grace to see things before they happen. When somebody receive wisdom this morning to plan? Because there's a wisdom to plan, a prudent man foreseeeth evil and hides himself. Wisdom to be able to see things ahead and plan appropriately to overcome challenges. That your business may not be drowned in the new year. That your career will not plummet and fail in the new year. Wisdom to know which course to take next year. Which training to take next year. Which area to focus on next year. It can come to you by the Spirit. It can come to you by the Spirit. When you receive such wisdom this morning. It comes by the Spirit. It comes by the Spirit. Wisdom to know which strategic alliances to get into next year. Who to partner with. Who to talk to. It can come to you by the Spirit. It can come to you by the Spirit. So that you will not go with the wrong people next year. Will you talk to God this morning? The Holy Spirit is here doing His work in every heart and in every life. Father we thank you Lord we bless your name Father we desire a fresh filling of your spirit today we desire your power that you will turbo charge and capacitate us afresh with unusual wisdom and the manifestations of your power put your grace upon someone here to heal the sick. To raise the dead. In the name of the Lord Jesus. To create direction. Create solutions. In the name of Jesus. Let no one here be stranded in destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. For an unusual presence of yours around us. We decree today that we are not alone. We declare it That your spirit is with us. In us. And all around us, we thank you and we praise you. And we bless you, our Father. In the name of Jesus.